God bless you. It's about that time, the right time, the only time, CBT time, changed by truth. And I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm here to excite you and invite you to another marvelous time in the word of God. Hey, let me ask you a question. And I pray this question gets your attention. Did you know that it's time for you to give it up? Let me say that one more time so it get in your spirit. Did you know that it's time for you to give it up? Well, in this episode, I'm going to talk about something that a lot of preachers and people and believers continue to talk about over and over again without really helping you and I and many people come into the understanding of what it is to give it up. Because watch this. Until you give it up, you will never receive the power, here we go, of faith. That's right. I want to talk to you about what it is to actually walk in the other you that's in you for the glory of God to use you. So open your heart and your ears. Get your faith. Stay tuned. CBT coming at you. Change by truth. I'll be right back. Well, I pray today that you're having a wonderful day in the power and the spirit of God, of life and of understanding. This is Minister DK, and I'm going to talk with you today about something um, that I hope touches your heart. Because, listen, it's one thing to go to church and listen to the word of God. It's another thing to read the word of God and help it changes your life for the embetterment and the glory of God. But what happens when you go to church and you read the word and you pray and you fast and you still don't come into that place of life where you see God in your life? Uh, If you're like me, I'm tired of listening to other people's testimonies. I'm tired of going to church, getting a happy feeling, giving my money and still going home, never seeing the manifestation of my relationship with God. That used to me that used to be me back in a time ago where I was thirsty for God. I mean, it's okay to listen to somebody tell you about what God did in their life. That's wonderful. We need testimony because the Bible says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And a testimony can get you to overcome when you believe in God. But people of God, I'm telling you, it's time for you now to do more than overcome. You need to come over whatever it is hindering you to walk in the faith and the person of who you are that Jesus died for. And that's what I'm going to share with you. I don't call myself teaching this time. So whoever you are in what country, what city, Germany, I hear you. God bless you. Keep listening. God's moving in Germany, Puerto Rico. Keep listening. I see you. God's moving in Puerto Rico and all of the states in the United States. This right here, this day, this message, I'm excited because God has shown me so much and I want to share it with you. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to share with you the word of God. Father, we bless you. and We give you the glory. We thank you for who you are, what you've done. 
for how you have released to us. Help us this day to come into an better empowering spiritual side of who we are so we can walk in the fulfillment of your blood, your word and your love. I pray for every believer and even non-believer that would catch the sound of this podcast, change their atmosphere, their mind, their heart, build their faith, God, give their feet stripped to walk and their heart power to believe that there's more in them than they have ever experienced in their life. And we thank you for hearing this prayer, God. We thank you for answering this prayer, God. And we thank you, God, for loving us and hearing us when we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Well, people of God, I'm right where I want to be right now. And I want to talk with you today about giving it up. Because listen, let's be honest with yourself. If you love God, and I pray you do, if you want more out of God, and I pray you do, then it's time for us to really get serious and honest about what's stopping us from getting more God. And so I want to break this down real slow, and I pray I'm not offending anybody. First, let me say this. The Bible says that God, help me. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink. In other words, the kingdom of God is nothing more than the thoughts of God, the mind of God, the way God sees things, the way he figures out things, the way God knows things. The kingdom of God, the mind of God is not meat nor drink. It is not physicality. It is not self-fulfillment. It is not self-satisfaction. It is not self uh, quenching your thirst. The kingdom of God has nothing to do with anything that you experience in the earth. You take in from the earth. You quench your thirst with in the earth. You fulfill your appetite with in the earth. The kingdom of God is nothing to do with you and your relationship with the things that you want. Let's get that first. I'll need you to understand that. It has nothing to do with that. And that is one of the reasons why many people can't walk with God because they don't understand the sacrifice it takes now to think like God. They don't understand that. So then what is the kingdom of God? The Bible says the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but it's peace, joy and the Holy Ghost. Peace and joy. In the Holy Ghost. So what does that mean? What that means is that when you have the kingdom of God operating in your life, you have peace. The kind of peace that surpasses, watch this, all of your understanding. You can be in a situation sometimes believing God where everything is stressful around you. You got a bad report. You may have been in an accident. Your spouse may have left you. You may have got caught doing this or that. But when you have the kingdom of God operating in your life, there is a peace that you don't even understand why you have it. And then it says joy. Because in order for you to see the things that God has to the way God sees it, in order for you to see the things the way God wants you to see them, you have to have joy. Why do I have to have joy? You have to have joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
It's hard for you to have joy when everything around you is dark and black. So peace now, it keeps you still. The joy that surpasses all your understanding reveals to you that even though I'm in a dark place, a bad place, a low place, I know God is doing something. That's why I need the kingdom of God mindset. And then it says, peace, love, joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, when we come into the Holy Ghost, which is the last factor of the kingdom of God, we begin to move now in the power of God. The Bible says this in Genesis. It says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was dark without form and without shape. And darkness covered the face of the deep and the spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters. Did you hear that? And the darkness and darkness and darkness covered the face of the deep and the spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters. Anytime now that you begin to walk in the power of the kingdom of God, in the faith of Jesus Christ, you have to have Two things. One, you have to have an impartation of peace, joy, which produces now the faith in the Holy Ghost. And there has to be some element, some participation of darkness. When we have darkness and we have the power of the kingdom of God, we get the same thing that they got in Genesis one. We get God creating now something that can be seen in the light to bring him glory. Now, I say all that to say this to you. How then do you as a believer begin to walk in the faith that brings God glory? Oh, we can we can break down scriptures and I hear preachers doing it all the time, trying to tell you what faith is and how faith is and. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And to have faith, you got to believe in the word. You have to now believe in Jesus Christ. You have to understand who you are in God and you have to understand what Jesus did for you. And you have to be fast and prayed up and you have to understand who you are in God. I've heard so many things that bring or should bring me into, watch this, into faith. And I'll be honest with you. Can I be honest with you? All the things I've heard in my life concerning me walking in faith, I fasted, I prayed, I believe I know who God is, I believe the word of God, I read scripture, I fast, I lay prostrate before God. I've done all these things. And when it came time now for me to exercise the faith of the kingdom of God, none of those things worked. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't stutter. I said, I'm going to be transparent with you. None of those things worked. I didn't say they didn't help me, but they didn't now bring forth the faith. Watch this. They didn't bring forth the faith that was needed for me to see God. Because when you see God do something in the supernatural, it changes everything about who you are. And regardless of how deep your hole is, how dark your room is, how low your circumstance is, when God walks into the darkness that you're now operating in and needing faith, you become a whole different individual. 
And that's where I want to be in this segment of giving it up. Because watch this, in order for you now to walk in the fullness of faith with God, understanding who you are, the first thing you have to do now is give it up. Give it up. I'm going to say it one more time. You, if you want God, if you want to see more than church, if you want to see more than praying and fasting and this routine cycle of what I call the hamster wheel, you have to learn to give it up. Well, what is that man talking about? Give it up. I'm talking about your flesh. And I don't mean sexing and drinking and sinning and doing all of that. I don't mean any of that. I mean, you have to give up your flesh. Watch this in order to tap into your spirit. Hallelujah. You have to give up your flesh, your flesh and holding on to your flesh is the only thing that will stop you from seeing who you are in God. And many people, if they're honest, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Many people who are saved, baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, fire talking, breathing, scripture quoting, laying prostrate, drinking holy oil, all these folks who, who claim this type of, of life in God when it comes time now to bring forth a manifestation of the hand of God to be seen and glorified. We're missing the application of demonstration of power and manifestation. That's what I said. We're missing now. God. That's why people are not coming to Christ who don't know Christ because they don't see God they see our verbiage and our words. Hallelujah. Do you know how many times people have been looking for God and the people of God don't give them God. They give them the address to their church or the name of their pastor. Oh, glory to Jesus. I'm telling you something. If you want to walk in the power now. With God and for God, you have to give up your flesh. But what does he mean by that? There's a Bible story in the Bible, and I'm going to walk through this, and I need you to hear me. Where the people of God had came out of Egypt. Moses had brought them out of Egypt. Pharaoh had turned them loose because God has showed himself in such a mighty way. And Moses brought them out, the Bible says, by the mighty hand of God. And they're out and they're walking through the desert and they are free. Now, I need you to put yourself in the place of the Hebrew people who were slaves for 400 plus years. And now God has brought them out of bondage. And for once on a Monday or a Tuesday, they don't have to work. They don't feel the whip on their back. They don't have to get fed and watered by another man. They can stop and rest at will. They can enjoy the breeze that are under the command of labor. They're free. Hallelujah. And they're walking. And the Bible says that Moses now comes to the Red Sea. He comes to the Red Sea and they camp out there because they cannot go no further. They've come to 
a stopping place. Watch this. They've come to a stopping place, but not just a stopping place. They've come to a stopping place in their freedom. They can't go no further and they're free. Did you hear me? They can't go any further because of the Red Sea and they are free. It's at that time, people of God, when they're free and they're resting, that they hear, the Bible says, they hear a sound coming from behind them. And can you imagine if you heard a thunderous sound, they might have thought that God now was going to do something miraculous and they looked up and looked behind them. The Bible says that when they looked behind them, they looked up and what did they see? They didn't see God, people of God. They didn't see God. The Bible says that they saw Pharaoh and his horses coming. <laughs> Can you imagine being at a stopping place with your walk with God and you're, you're, you're cut off because of a body of water and you look behind you. Hear me out. You look behind you and everything that you ever feared in your past. Oh, God, poverty, uh, uh, a sin, sex, drugs, whatever it is that God set you free from is now coming at you at a fast rate. Now, watch this in the spirit. Everything that you was inbound, they were inbound with for 400 years. They could feel it. They could feel the whip on their back. They can they can hear the taskmaster's voice. Everything that 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 caused them to be inbound and enslaved and captured. They could feel it coming because it was there spiritually because they saw it coming naturally. Now, let me ask you a question. If you were in that position and here comes a whole army of soldiers in horses and chariots with swords and spears and javelins coming to kill you and take you back into bondage. The question I ask you is what kind of faith would you have? What would you do? Let's keep it real. What would you do? What would you do? Could you fight an army of people and you have no weapons? What would you do? The Bible says they became afraid. See, I like this because I'm a realist. Because many people would have said a lot of spiritual stuff. And the reality of it is, is that even Moses, the leader, the anointed prophet, the man of God, the man that God used to bring them out, even Moses now cried to God and said, Lord, what are we going to do? Even he now was stunt in his faith. <laughs> Nobody didn't pray. Nobody didn't lay on their face prostrate. Nobody rent their clothes. Nobody called out to God. They did what people do. They became afraid. What does that mean? They embraced their flesh. And that, my friend and my brother and my sister, is where you have to see yourself. I'm not telling you to, to, to be a super saint. I'm telling you until you can get past the fact that you have to, and for the most case, we are human first before we become divine and spiritual. They embraced their flesh. They did. 
They embraced their flesh. They, they became slaves again while they were free. They became, oh God, bound again while they were free. They began to talk like slaves, even though they weren't in slavery. Everything that they can embrace that they had known for 400 years, when they heard the sound of it coming, they couldn't walk forward with God because of the Red Sea. So they converted back into the flesh of their bondage. Oh, my glory to God. How many times have you gotten some news that was so threatening to you? Until it shook you. And when you looked up to God, you didn't see God. You saw your fear. You saw your nightmare. You saw the thing that could be exposed about you. You saw the way that you used to be. You saw the person that you used to do. You saw the drug that you used to smoke. You saw the old you. Even though you were walking with God. See, this is stuff people don't talk about from the pulpit. This is stuff that people don't tell you about because watch this. Until you put yourself in the word of God, you will never get a word out of God. Hallelujah. Moses went to God and he cried out and the Lord told Moses, why are you coming to me? <laughs> Good God, Lord, give me the strength. He told Moses, why are you coming to me? He said, lift the staff up, part the Red Sea and go forward. Jesus. In other words, what he was telling Moses is you come to me in your flesh complaining instead of coming to me in the power of your spirit and going forth because the Red Sea that's in front of you, it's only there to get you to come out of the flesh that you are now gravitating to. Hallelujah. People of God, you've got to give up your flesh. It's not because you don't have an immaculate prayer life that you can't walk with God. It's not because you don't know all 66 of the books of the Bible and you stand up in church and quote them and memorize them. When the devil comes at you and he knows how to come at you, he knows what buttons to push. He knows what you like and you don't like. When he comes at you, I promise you, you won't quote the books of the Bible. I promise you, you won't call out all the names of God. When he comes at you, he's coming at you because he sees something that he can relate to. He sees now that you're still in love with your flesh. Glory to God. And the reason why he's coming at you is because you won't give it up. Now, let me explain. Give it up. I don't mean give it up and try to walk holy and be righteous and do no sin, because that type of application of walking with God comes the longer you walk with God, the holier you become, the more righteous you become, the more loving and faithful and loyal you become, the longer you walk with God. The longer you walk with God, your flesh continues to die out because it cannot breathe when you walk and you breathe the spirit of God. Your flesh can't breathe. But what I mean by give up your flesh there will come a time in your life where you will hear a noise, you will hear a report, you will hear a sound, or you will experience a situation where you will embrace your humanity and forget your divinity 
And that is when you need to understand that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. When did you make the decision to get in Christ and get out of you? God knows there's no, the Bible said there's not one righteous in all the earth. There's not one righteous in all the earth. You can't do enough to be righteous with God. Your very thoughts are sinful at best at any day. The Bible said that the tongue is a world of iniquity. So you could be sitting in a room with nobody around you and the Bible in your head. And because there's a tongue in your mouth, your tongue is full of iniquity. But what you can learn to do is to give up your flesh at the right time and walk into God. What does that mean by give up your flesh? Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about that. The thing that keeps people from giving up their flesh, and I need you to hear me, the thing that keeps people from giving up their flesh to walk in God is the fact being, Lord, help me. They love themselves and they believe that they own themselves. You will never give up nothing that you're in love with. You'll never give up nothing that you truly understand. You'll never give up nothing that you think you have ownership of. Giving up your flesh understands it understand you understand one thing and it means one thing when you give up your flesh you can only give up your flesh when you recognize that i'm already dead i'm already dead do you remember in the bible here goes example 2 when the army of god the people of god were fighting the philistines and they brought out goliath and Goliath came out on the field and he was bigger than any other man on the Lord's side. He was a giant and he was killing everybody. And even the people on the Lord's side, the soldiers, Saul and his host of army men were afraid. See, they were embracing now their life. Look, God, I need you to catch this people of God. The army of the Lord the Israelites were afraid because Goliath was killing so many people. And when they saw that people were dying by this one man, they embraced their flesh, which means they kept themselves from dying because they thought they belonged to themselves. They kept themselves from dying. In other words, they didn't go out on the field and die too because they wanted to live. But what good does it do to live and you don't believe God? Because if you're not willing to be the sacrifice that we are living sacrifices, if you're not willing to be the sacrifice when it comes time now to give up your flesh, that means you're telling God, I want to live, but I don't, I don't trust you to keep me safe. They were afraid, people of God. And a little boy comes out there, David, and David sees what's going on. And David goes out there with his slingshot. Now, let's 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 freeze here and look at this. How many of you would walk out and go into a store 
And while you're getting the items that you need in the store, you hear somebody pull a gun on the cashier to rob the store and they tell them they're going to shoot them. If they don't give them what they ask for and they give the man what they ask for and the men still shoot them and kill them. And then they see you in the store. And they come to you and they put that gun right to your head. Are you going to fast? Are you going to pray? What are you going to do? When David saw Goliath, you have to put yourself in the state of the mind of a little child, 12, 10, 11 years old. He was young. What was he thinking that he didn't keep and embrace his flesh? Listen to me. What was David thinking that he didn't embrace his flesh? What was he thinking that caused him to give up now his life and put it out there on the field to be killed by a giant? After all, if he was killing grown men, you know he could kill a little boy. What was David thinking that caused him to see the people of his army get killed who were trained soldiers, but he himself, who was a shepherd boy that played the harp, he went out there with a slingshot that was nobody's weapon in the army. It was his personal weapon. What caused him to go out there, have no fear, was not old enough to know the books of the Bible was not old enough to speak in tongues. What caused him to go out there and not just go out there, but he killed the giant. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's talk about that. What, what was going on through his mind? Well, I can answer that question for you. David had not learned something that you and I have already learned and embraced. I mean, think about it. We have learned that Jesus is Lord. We have learned that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have learned that we are the head and not the tail, below and not beneath. We have learned that Lord would never leave us nor forsake us. We have learned that we have all power through Christ Jesus and nothing by no means shall harm us. We have learned that Jesus has overcome the world and we are in him. We have learned all of that, but yet and still we still embrace our flesh at the wrong time. What is it that David hadn't learned that we have? I can tell you the thing that David hadn't learned David had not learned now to love himself more than he loved God. David had not learned the value of his life as much as he believed he had a life in Christ. David had not learned what it feels like to live outside of God as opposed to believe God, to see God do something miraculous like kill a giant with a stone. David had learned, David had not learned how to embrace his life like he owned it. And when you have not learned or you unlearn 
to not love your life more than the life you have in Christ, you will understand that we are sheep for the slaughter and we're sacrificed all the day long. God can't get glory out of your life if you keep manufacturing the glory for people to see and not God. He can't get glory out of your life. Do you understand how many times God will bring you face to face with the devil or with the enemy or with death or with hardship or with trial or with persecution? He will bring you face to face, face to face with something that will cause you to either embrace your life and keep it for yourself, which closes the door in God's face, or give up your flesh, step into the life of God and see the manifestation and the power and the anointing that God has placed in your life. <laughs> oh God, I love it. Because what church is teaching us is teaching us how to be children of the mouth and not children of the heart. Walking with God has nothing to do with your mouth. Walking with God has everything to do with you opening your heart for God. And when you open your heart for God, you let out the life in you that he died for and you shut down the life that you're trying to hold on to because you don't even understand that a life that you keep out of the presence of God and out of God's hand is a life that God cannot use and he will not stand in. Glory to God. So I asked you in the beginning of this podcast, I asked you, do you know it's time for you to give it up? The Bible says this, whoever keeps his life loses it. Did you hear what I said? I said the Bible says whoever keeps his life, embraces his flesh, embraces his will, embraces his desire, embraces his dreams, embraces what he wants. Whoever keeps that life, he loses his life. But whoever gives up, releases, dies to whoever gives up his life for Christ's sakes. The Bible says he then finds his life. Do you understand your ability and power to walk in the life that Christ called you to walk in comes from you now giving up your flesh when the fear comes and seeing God move in the dead man in Christ that you are? Oh, it's a true fact. It's a true fact. And the fact that it is true is that many people who go to church every Sunday, who worship and praise God, have never seen a manifestation of the power of the kingdom of God. The Bible says that Jesus once says, he says, if I cast demons out of you, but the finger of God, then the kingdom of God is upon me. If you cast demons out by the power of God, then that means the kingdom of God is upon you. When you trust the word of God and you understand what the kingdom of God is, and we talked about the kingdom of God in the beginning of this podcast, it's peace in your darkness, in your stress. It's joy that passes all of your understanding. Joy that passes your understanding, surpasses your understanding. It gives you the right to think 
that you are more than the situation that you're in. And not only think it, but believe it. Those things bring in the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost comes in, he then opens up your heart and he begins to move and you see things that change your life. I remember when I came, I became a Christ head, a Christ head. I became a junkie on God. I did. I became a junkie on God because I've seen things that God has done in my life that I cannot change. I cannot change. I've seen things in God that won't let me forget that regardless of how low I get. God has put his hands on me and used me. And in those times that he's used me, it reminds me that even though I go low sometimes and I fall down, there's a part of me that's in me that has nothing to do with the failure of me, the weakness of me, the fear of me. And the hardest things that you're going to ever have to do, people of God, and this goes back to the children of Israel in the desert when they came out of Egypt. The hardest thing you're going to ever have to do is be going forward with God and hear something in your ear and turn around and look up. And when your past, your fear is coming at you, when you look up, you're going to have to look past that and you're going to have to see God. When the people of God looked up, they didn't see God. They saw Pharaoh and his army coming. Read the text. It said they looked up and they saw Pharaoh. How is it that a believer can hear something and look up and not see God, but see their past? Your past cannot be greater because if your past is greater than God, it means you have embraced now your flesh and your flesh is not the doorway to your future. Your flesh, people of God, is the doorway to your failure because you'll never walk with God. You'll never walk with God. In your flesh. You can walk with God with crucified flesh, but you can't walk with God when you're glorified by embracing your flesh. Father, I bless you for every hearer that would hear this. I pray by your divine power and the anointing of your blood, your life, and your spirit that this word break yokes over people's mindsets. I thank you, God, for the simple conversation to share with the people of God to get them to understand that the walk that they have to do with you and the mandate on their life, God, and the anointing on their life, God, and the purpose that's on their life has nothing to do with church, their pastor, or anybody, but it's personal because you bled for them personally, God, that they might believe and live in you. Bless the believer, God. Bless the hearer. And bless the one that would receive because they believe, God, that there's more in them than their flesh. I pray that you help every person, God, to release now the thing that they're holding on to, to let it go, to give it up, give up the flesh. God, we're going to always be troubled with sin. We're going, the Bible says we're going to fall short of the glory of God. I'm not saying that we shouldn't fall short or that we won't fall short because if you walk with God, we're going to fall short. But God, help them to understand that in their falling, you uphold them with their right hand. And there will come a time, God, that they got to make a decision to move in faith. 
in the name that is higher than every other name. I thank you and I glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, look, people of God, I pray this message, this word I share with you, bless you. If you think that it's empty or I'm just talking, go back in your life and look at all the time that you heard something or experienced something that scared you and ask yourself, did you back up from God or did you lift your hands up like Moses and hold your staff up? And the Bible says God told him to go forward because when you release your flesh, you will never go backwards, but only forward to embrace God in Jesus name. Amen. Well, people of God, I pray that you um, that you heard something that really honestly touched your heart, your mind and your understanding. Look, let me share something with you before I get off. You have one life to live, and the life that you have to live is a gift from God. God gave you something that he wanted you to have. He gave you something that would change the dimension of your life and bring you prosperity and health. And that gift that he gave you is the gift of eternal life through his life. Now listen, you don't have to wait to go to heaven to enjoy the power, the strength of eternal life. You can enjoy eternal life while you're here now on the earth in this temporary life. God wants you to walk in the fullness of who you are in him and do the work of God in who you are with who you are through him. That means that you can embrace fear for the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I'm letting you know that God put a gift in you to do the supernatural, to move mountains, to heal the sick, rebuke demons, and to speak life to people. And that work, that gift that he gave you can only be done when you face the things that you're afraid of and walk in the things that's waiting for you to walk in. Don't embrace your fear and your flesh. Give it up so God can come in. Until we talk again, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you.